Hello folks, welcome to Season 2, Episode 29 of Video Game Mythos. My name is Ryan, and today's episode will sadly be my last episode with you on Video Game Mythos. And to go out with a bang, I figured since it's my Doom, a part of Video Game Mythos crew, what better game to cover than Doom itself? So today we are going to look into the lore, the history, and the interworkings of Doom itself. So join us on my final episode of Video Game Mythos. What better way to start an introduction to Doom than defining what makes Doom what it is? Hell. It is the source of the demonic evasion. It is a dimension from where demons are originated. Typical figures of Hell include copious numbers of mutilated bodies, some apparently still alive, and scatterings of satanic iconography. What does hell look like, you say? Picture a puzzle of pathways made of jagged rock walls, fire, inverted crosses, wooden doors, stalagmites, dead trees, and lava. Rarely does someone come across natural or technological aspects in hell. And indeed, the structure of hell itself does not have any sense of flow or continuity. In every Doom game, Hell is depicted as having developed biocybernetics, or at least some sort of stolen technology from Earth, where the demons themselves have modified the technology and evolved with it on their own. These demons learn to gain a tactical advantage when swarming Earth by implanting modern and futuristic weapons into their bodies, including powerful demons like the Cyber Demon and the Spider Demon which both have mechanical and organic body components. Hell itself is populated by a wide variety of creatures, from lost souls and zombies to demonic beasts and these cybernetic monsters. Not much is known about the exact origin of these creatures. Some of them are likely former humans, while others may have been born or created in hell itself. These creatures are all savage, brutal, and relentless, yet fairly intelligent, and they are able to work together toward a common goal. What is their goal? The conquest of Earth. Back in the human realm, back in our dimension, what we call home, hundreds of years into the future, the UAC, the Union Aerospace Corporation, is a multi-planetary megacorporation with facilities on Mars and its two moons, Phobos and Deimos. Mars is the home of the UAC. They also have bases on Earth, but the facilities on their two moons of Mars were used to conduct various classified projects, including experimental interdimensional travel with teleporters that they called gateways. When these gateways grew unstable, Project Volunteers began to suffer from a violent form of progressive homicidal insanity, ultimately culminating in a sudden and explosive death. Through all of these insurmountable costs of these fringe experimental projects on the moons of Mars, the UAC is responsible for the discovery of a new form of energy called Argent Energy. Argent energy is produced by the neutron activation of Argent Plasma, 
It was originally believed that Argent Plasma was being mined on Mars by the UAC, but in reality, it is secretly mined from Hell, where the element is innately tied to that realm and its demonic inhabitants. In 2095, the UAC conducted a geological survey mission on Mars where they discovered the Argent Fracture and Argent Energy. Within a year, the UAC created an outpost to extract the Argent Plasma from the Fracture and began producing Argent Energy, which became the primary source of power for the human civilization. It enriched the lives of humanity and the UAC. The UAC was wholly aware that Argent Energy came from Hell. They decided to keep this knowledge hidden from the public, to ensure that they were the only corporation who was exploiting Hell for its resources. Samuel Hayden's words said it best, that it is in mankind's best interest for us to do so. At first, Argent Energy was the savior. Within a span of two decades, Argent Energy revolutionized human society and it met all of humanity's energy requirements, allowing humans to be integrated with all forms of technology to the point of becoming practically the norm. As a result, oil, nuclear, and solar technology were rendered obsolete due to the seemingly unlimited and very high-yield potent energy source that Argent Energy provided. The UAC conducted multiple explorations into hell, where manned expeditions were utterly massacred by demons. And despite all of these costly losses, the UAC managed to recover artifacts such as Karak's tablets, the Praetor suit, and even the sarcophagus of the Doomslayer. The Doomslayer's sarcophagus which when found on an expedition into hell, Samuel Hayden noticed it was guarded much more ferociously than other points of interest within hell. Upon identifying the Slayer and his armor within the sarcophagus, the developing suspicion of the UAC cult, Hayden hid the sarcophagus, hidden in a concealed location in the UAC facility. After learning about hell's plans to invade our dimension, Samuel Hayden intended to release the Doomslayer in an event of the UAC losing control of its demonic experiments. Samuel Hayden was the chairman of the UAC, who oversaw the Argent Energy Research Project's confiscated many artifacts from Hell, such as the Doomslayer sarcophagus. The UAC also captured many demons to be experimented on and turned into biological weapons. So, as the UAC continued to be largely influenced by this new infectious energy, so too did the demon spawns of hell accompany their newfound possessions into our dimension. Over half of a century after the discover of the Argent Fracture, the UAC became slowly subverted by the corrupted influence of hell. As a result, many UAC personnel formed demon-worshipping cults within the corporate structure. Samuel Hayden and the UAC board of directors were aware of these cults, but initially tolerated them as long as they produced benefits for the corporations and for mankind's progress. Inevitably, these cults grew beyond the UAC's control, and it led to the cult successfully opening the gates of hell, unleashing the demons to invade the human dimension.
And so with little to no choice left, Samuel Hayden awakens the Doomslayer. In the first age, in the first battle, when the shadows first lengthen, one stood. Burned by the embers of Armageddon, his soul blistered by the fires of hell and tainted beyond ascension, he chose the path of perpetual torment. In his ravenous hatred, he found no peace. And with boiling blood, he scoured the umbral plain, seeking vengeance against the dark lords who have wronged him. He wore the crown of the night sentinels, and those that tasted the bite of his sword named him the Doomslayer. Tempered by the fires of hell, his iron will remain steadfast through the passage that preys upon the weak, for he alone was the hell walker, the unchained predator who sought retribution in all quarters, dark and light, fire and ice. In the beginning and in the end, and he haunted the slaves of doom with barbarous cruelty, for he possessed through the divide as none but the demon had before. And in his conquest against the blackened souls of the doomed, his prowess had shown. In his crusade, the seraphim, the angel, bestowed upon him a terrible power and speed and with his might he crushed the obsidian pillars of the blood temples and set forth without pity upon the beasts of the nine circles unbreakable uncorruptible unyielding the doomslayer sought to end the domination of the dark realm the age of his reckoning was uncounted the scribes carved his name deep in the tablets of hell across eons and each battled etched terror in these hearts of the demons. They knew he would come, and he always had and he always will to feast on the blood of the wicked, for he alone could draw strength from his foes. And ever his power grew swift and unrelenting. None could stand before the horde but the Doomslayer himself. Despair spread before him like a plague, striking fear into the shadow dwellers, driving them to deeper and darker pits. But from the depths of the abyss rose the great one. But from the depths of the abyss rose the great one, a champion of more might than all who had came before, the titan of immeasurable power and ferocity. He strode upon the plain and faced the Doomslayer. A mighty battle was fought on the desolate plains. The titan fought, but the fury of the countless had fallen at the Doomslayer's hand, and there fell the titan and in his defeat the shadow horde was routed and in his terrible rancor between worlds and through time the hellwalker found the wretch who shall not be named but in his heresy his loyal to his evil cause the wretch adorned the doomslayer in a mighty armor wrought in the foes of hell impenetrable and unyielding the sword and the shield of adamantin strength the Doomslayer set to banishing all that was left unbroken by the savagery of the Void. And now that Microsoft owns this franchise, we will have to see how this character stacks up against Master Chief. 
seriously though, how awesome would a crossover between Doom and Halo be? Like, Microsoft, you now have the ball in your court. After spending a few billion dollars, I guess you owe yourself and all of the gaming community the honor of bringing us exactly what we never knew we needed. So let's see it. I would like to thank everyone for listening to this episode of Video Game Mythos. It has been a pleasure throughout the past two years bringing you this content, and as well as working with Michael and the 13 Palm Trees crew on all of our podcasting projects. Although I might be gone from Video Game Mythos, I won't be gone for good. You can still hear me on D&D Conda, as well as potentially a guest on some of our other podcasting projects, such as the Gurus of Gaming. It's been a pleasure, and I will bid you one final adieu as I thank you for listening to Video Game Mythos.